0: this edition of entitled town is not brought to you by the boston sports journal at all i had no clue we're gonna be positive every day you're the people being negative in some of the fans
1: larry bird's not walking through that door fans kevin McHale's not walking through that door and robert parish is not walking through that door and if you expect them to walk through the door they're going to be gray and old and all this negativity that's in this town sucks and I've been around, and, and, and when Jim Rice was booed, I've been around with Jashramski, booed, and it stinks. It makes the greatest town, greatest city in the world lousy.
0: This is Entitled Town. Hello, everybody. Entitled Town is back. And can you believe it or not, it's season number three of Entitled Town. Hello, friends. We are almost the podcast. My name is Mike Irons. And I am here with fellow contributors to the15net.com, Patrick Scartelli. Shaq is here as well. Uh, gentlemen, good to see you. Good to hear from you again. And let's jump right into it. Scartzi, the first topic is yours. Uh, Bill Belichick, as is his wont, nipped the quarterback controversy right in the buddy. He absolutely took the legs out from the media's trying to dredge up uh, some controversy.
1: Which is entirely in keeping with what we know about uh, Coach Belichick. The idea that everyone who is going to be charting, you know, how many completions or incompletions or dropped passes and trying to, you know, Foxboro criminology that into figuring out who the starter is going to be just got, uh, just got uh, blindsided. And I'm, I'm happy for it. And the, the way yeah. I see it, right now uh the person with the most experience leading the team which is cam is the one who is as uh, bill has said he is the starter for right now but unlike last year we've got ourselves three preseason games and some uh camp that people can get some uh mm-hmm. people can attend and actually see uh the performance of and if things change bill's not going to you know cry himself to sleep worrying he has to explain it to the big guns of the Boston media. <laughs>
0: the big, that's that's an old Albert Breerism that's that's timeless in its idiocy as is most of Albert Breerisms. Shaq, I think, thought that was a good topic to lead off the podcast with. Um, Brother John actually made the point on Twitter this week, his thoughts and prayers to the mediates for having to cover a drama-free camp so far. they try going to try to manufacture it. They tried with the Gilmore stuff and, and other stuff. But uh, I, I love Bill. Bill again, like equals caller. Belichick getting out in front of this and just kind of quashing the narrative makes makes my heart smile.
2: Yeah, in a world where Dan Campbell is doing ups and downs for the media, you know that's where they rather want to be. You know, you'd rather want to be in a in a situation where you know a guy can make you laugh because that's that's what NFL culture are for. You know, to entertain you. But other than that, I think it's pretty awesome that this team as when, when, when we, in March, when we fast, when we rewind back to March and this team is being assembled through free agency and in April in the draft, we all expected that there was going to be a team that was going to look totally different than the one in 2020. Right. And so far in, in these last four days of training camp, at least from the reports that we've gotten, this team seems like they're, first of all, more energized for, because it helps mm-hmm. to be out there. Like Scartzi said, it helps to have practices and it helps to be around your guys so that it's it's easier to get a rapport with. And secondly, just looking at the pictures, they're, they're having fun, unlike what Cassius Marsh likes to, likes to say that they're not. Uh, it seems like they're enjoying each other's company. And I think that's half the battle. You know, the yeah. the... Uh, playbooks and all the other uh, intricacies of of being a quote-unquote patriot those will come but if they're not if they're not enjoying each other then well you're not going to really be doing anything and but hopefully with with all the competition that's happening as far as quarterback and and other positions as well then you know, you're, you're definitely noticing a, a slight difference in the way this team is preparing, and I think it makes for, like John said, a drama-free camp. Right. But that, but that's that's the antithesis of what the media wants, and that's perfect for us.
0: I think the one, the thing that I enjoy most that there is pretty much just nonsense, this bullshit between the the dead area after after the Super Bowl and before training camp, and these all these straw men narratives a scripted they're pounded down our throats and they're just they're there to be talking about so they can do it on the yelling use it on the yelling shows on 98.5 the sports clan and the unlistened to i assume they talk about it on WEEI, but no one would really know because if a bear shits in the woods and no one smells it did it really happen um andy gresh that one's for you um, i love it everything once training camp starts these fabricated narratives just start to come apart The one that hit me recently, Dove Clemens said that Hunter Henry and John Smith were going to hate each other. I mean, what what the hell? Where where are you getting this from? It's it's no different than Greg Bedard and Ben Volan. We'll get to them. Don't worry about that. They're just picking up handfuls of excrement and hurling it at a dartboard. They're not even throwing darts at a dartboard. They're throwing shit at a dartboard, Scartelli. Uh, That's why the training camp in, in, in the preseason games, they'll make up other BS, but watching these these BS narratives just get dissolved and deconstructed and and just proven for what they are lies is, is just heartening to see.
1: It is. And I'm check brought someone up Cassius March. I'm not familiar with that name and I don't intend to find out who he is.
0: Yeah. Opposing quarterbacks weren't familiar with him either during his time in New England or Seattle for that matter.
2: The the Astle turf certainly was familiar with him, though.
0: I will say to prove it. Yeah, the five yards behind the quarterback was very familiar with him, but all the area behind the quarterback Cassius Mars had covered. Uh God, I, let's not let's agree to never bring up that name on the podcast again, shall we? Yeah,
1: right. I think we have to. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all, right. all
0: right. Topic two. This is uh we're gonna throw this the shack. This is Aaron Rodgers. God, being a Packer fan this offseason, Aaron Rodgers is a drama queen. And he he had a press conference all uh, last. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had a press conference last week and let's, let's play the audio here this is uh, Aaron Rodgers at his opening press conference uh, during Packard training camp last week
3: you know I've, I've trained with a number of NFL guys most of my career in the off seasons um, my agency athletes first has had a number of high draft picks over the years uh, I've tried to pass along information um, hasn't really been uh used shall we say um so i wanted to offer my services as a recruiter you know uh and i think we can all understand you know green bay isn't uh, uh you know a huge vacation destination people are coming here to play with me uh to play with our team and, and knowing that they can win a championship here and the fact that i haven't been used in those discussions was one i wanted to change moving forward and I felt like, based on my years, uh, the way I can still play, that that should be a natural part of the conversation. Um, as that progressed from that point, nothing really changed on that front. There's a lot to unpack
0: there, Shaq. Um, I don't think the Green Bay Chamber of Commerce is going to be very happy with him as a vacation destination. But the fallout—I the would—fallout would, fallout isn't even the correct word. The media reaction. The fawning media reaction to this Rogers press conference, exactly like what happened after uh, the Colts Patriots AFC title game in two thousand fourteen, the alleged Deflategate incident. Same thing, right?
2: <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> well, first of all, uh, responding to that that clip, I, I find it hilarious that he says uh, about they come to win championships. Uh, I, yeah he's one in four in nfc championship games and you know only one super bowl so championships uh, i don't think that s that s is doing a lot of heavy lifting there <laughs> but uh as far as the reaction it was unbelievable uh all you have to do is go go through twitter seeing all these reactions from these from some the ones you expect like um chris i own pro, fo- a pro football focus because I want to look cool for the kids. How do you do, fellow (laughs) kiddies? Saying, I wanted to thank Aaron Rodgers for that honest press conference. I hope it sets a new standard for athletes, business leaders, and politicians. Today's fear of communication is unprecedented in our country and damaging. We don't have to agree, but we do have to communicate. Oh my goodness. Get get me a violin so I can play that when I read it the next time. My God. And then, that's not all, Uh, Colin Cowher, he of channel 565 aka fox sports one in my opinion aaron rogers 12 absolutely crushes press conference today honest authentic passionate smart how about subversive from
0: within and that's why the patriots and choose to keep things in house devontae adams came out and, and kind of followed his lead it's it's honest and refreshing for the media right why isn't this scartelli why isn't I mean, am I wrong? Isn't that subversive from within? Can you say eight and nine, here we come, Green Bay? You can, and I
1: wouldn't be surprised if that happens. This is, that was, uh, there, there's times to, you know, keep your mouth shut and be thought a fool rather than open it and, you know, <laughs> remove any doubt. And that's exactly what uh, Aaron did there. The, the, my goodness, you think the guy had more rings than Bill Russell. No kidding. It's just I, 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 I hadn't actually heard the thing until just uh, five minutes ago. And oh
0: that oh sound was you hitting your head off the <laughs> off your desk. I get I just I I couldn't believe that when I heard the audio. It's just it is it really is the only thing I can think of is the, you know, George Costanza is an old quote where he's talking in an episode of Sound He goes, Where do you get the ego? It's like you're you're ba- you're basically Mark Sanchez with a couple of well, I shouldn't say Mark Sanchez with a couple of MVPs because you, MVP should never be used when talking about Mark Sanchez. It just, man, I just. And I'm, I'm, and I'm glad. I'm glad this is a drama-free camp. There's enough drama uh, in Green and, Bay for everyone. Shaq.
2: And just to parallel this to the reaction from Brady's press conference, oh. you know, here, here comes, you know, Brady being bombarded with all these people, especially these reporters who are from, uh, you know, news outlets and not actual sports outlets, throwing things like. Well, Tom, what do you want to say to the children who think about this? Uh. What? Anybody would be shell-shocked at, at, if you're being bombarded with those types of questions. But then it's all, uh, then you have Mark Brunel, he of uh, Jacksonville Jaguars non-fame, saying, oh, I didn't believe what Tom Brady had to say. He didn't believe what he had to say, but Aaron Rodgers is, is being honest. See, when you get an honest reaction, it's only when you're a Patriot that you get an, a not honest and nefarious and, and evil reaction.
0: Exactly correct. Exactly correct. Uh, I, again, I'm thankful for a drama-free training camp. Um, but off topic here, is, is, anyone, is it because Brady is somewhere else now where he's especially annoying, or is he free to be himself and revealing himself to be an annoying asshole? Skartsy? Why
1: not both? <laughs> I think that's I think that's the only you know legitimate answer we can give to that. But yeah, there was always some there was always a cringe factor dealing with uh Tom. Uh, but uh but you know winning, you know uh, papers over a lot of uh a lot of uh personality quirks, and he certainly did win here.
0: That's an understatement. I just I, there aren't enough eye roll emojis for Brady's social media stuff recently, for me, Shaq.
2: I, I heard somebody, I heard somebody describe uh, his antics on Twitter and wherever else you get your media of Brady as chuggy. And that's uh, a, that's a term that, that's a term that means trying too hard. And I would agree with that because he's, he, he seems as though he's trying to, you know, now that he's somewhere else and he hasn't really had a chance to do that. Now he's, he's free to be to, himself. caller. Yeah, I'm free to be me. So, and, and Gronk is the same way, you know, even though Gronk has always kind of been Gronk, he seems like he's more outspoken now, now that he's in Tampa. And, you know, they have a lot of control over there. You know, Bruce Arians, you know, he, he's definitely, he's laying down the law.
0: For, just for the record, Gronk was never funny when he was a Patriot. As Scartzi just said, the winning paper's over a lot of things. I, I guess we, we were the epitome of the, uh, the the police squad gift with the fake the forced fake laugh over the last ten years, kind of going through this. The winning does paper over a lot of it, and that might be the title for today's podcast. Uh, Bunted uh, baseball off the Lombardi Trophy. He's a knucklehead. He's a he's a knucklehead. It's God. Maybe less is more. Thank you, Bill Belichick, for the twenty years of this stuff because less is more. I don't need to know. Uh, the wacky persona that is Gronkowski and in and, and Brady's dad humor on social media, the cringe factor is, uh, it, it's up there, but I'm not bitter. I'm speaking of Brady's r-
2: dad, how's Tom Curran doing? Hi, oh,
0: <laughs> rim shot, rim shot. Um, I want to go to topic three now, and this is I'm going to, I'm going to t- serenity now, serenity now, mittens wearing dullard Ben Volan. Tweeted out this week. Now there is a general media camp, a media training camp policy, where the media—it's—it's a—it's a point pipe point list. Dave Brown tweeted it out. I will retweet it on the show account. They're basically, just saying is you not don't report on strategy, formations, personnel groups, etc. Don't players lining up in unusual positions, etc. So it's pretty boilerplate stuff. Ben Volen tweeted out on the 29th of July. And he acknowledges this fact, quote, not allowed to describe the play that just happened per media rules, but Cam Newton may just have caught a TD from Jacoby Myers on a play we may have seen in the second Eagles Super Bowl. Jesus pole vaulting Christ. Did the the, the synapses not fire in that dullard's head, Scartelli? He... he... I I think the
1: problem is that... uh... He felt he had uh, he had the green light from from Coach Bill because I guess the the media is still not it's still doing you know the uh, there's no in person meetings with the media right now there's still some you know COVID protections still in effect and apparently um, during the first meeting with uh, the head coach Ben forgot to uh, unmute himself when asking Bill a question and you know bill could have shocked. you know come down like a ton of bricks on him but instead chuckled it off and so i guess that means you know
0: there are no rules anymore
1: that's well, my not, only uh, and
0: even if they are he wouldn't acknowledge he wouldn't follow them uh, it, it's like he thinks he typed it out in pig latin and that clears him oh no i didn't say anything bad ixnay on the formation ace eh? um not to be outdone, and you can throw a blanket I, over these uh, two. Go ahead, Sk- uh, Shaq. Be- go ahead.
2: Before you move on to um, to
0: the and Shake, pod- upcoming.
2: Yeah, to the podcast host <laughs> you never listened to. Um, I, I in, uh, on John's tweet about this, I said that he is the living embodiment of this. <sighs> just everything he everything he says is just a fail. It's it's it, it never ceases to amaze me how much of a failure he is but the boston globe and by proxy john henry they're 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 great with it they're fine with it because he you know in in, in the beginning of training camp he tweeted out hey it's my 15th training camp so you know this is the stuff that he's used to doing so he's not going to get any type of reprimand from the higher ups so as long as he's he's allowed to continue being there it's going to keep happening.
0: Yeah, he's the proverbially useful idiot. I don't know if he's following a directive or he's just assuming it, but I mean, not to be outdone, and as I started to say earlier, you can throw, you can just throw a blanket over these two abject morons. Almost the coach, Greg Bedard, inside his flailing website. By the way, great job, CLNS Media, in acquiring a stake in the failing Boston Sports Journal. Uh, Bedard goes and has a list that I had sent. uh, I had a subscriber send to me a screenshot, and this is from uh, the Boston sports journal. Wish I could have been a fly on the shoulder of Teddy Bruschi when he visited appeared Belichick was explaining the whole defensive approach this year, including what the heck and what the heck they are doing with Dietrich wise and why a lot of three man looks with wise kind of interesting. Can't disclose much until it's shown in a game or joint practice really wish i had filmed to study and figure out if it's really going to work where does he get the ego dear god dear god is just i listen i'm i'm i am i i can't stand the guy and my abject hatred towards him blinds me towards any reason talk me out of this it's talk me out of this scartelli what the hell is he doing
1: well he's not going to again they're not going to take away his credentials unfortunately but i guess uh there's no more uh, all 22 access thank the, god uh, for thank god for little favors so that's going to you know really uh that's going to really you know cut into his almost a coaching ability i think but yeah uh-huh. the uh the fact that uh pumpkin-headed weirdo. Peter King thinks that he was, you know, good enough almost to be a coach kind of person. Oh, it is it yeah. is just
0: it's what do I always say? I overuse the phrase. It's a back-slapping cesspool. But again, throw throw a blanket over those two assholes. Shaq, your reaction to the the blatant the Patriots media blatant disregard for the rules. Follow the rules,
2: caller. First of all, uh I guess Bedard is trying to be more conversational since, you know, his podcast is now brought to you by a Cuban cigar company. So <laughs> he's trying to be more professional just in case he gets arrested. But uh, what's funny to me is in that in that post, he, his syntax is all wrong. It's, wish I could been. I don't know what he's trying to do I don't think there. he's editing it then, at all. <laughs> at all. And then I love the part where he says, what the heck they're doing with District Wise. As if... Bill Belichick and his staff have no clue what they're doing. I, have, there we go with the clip again. I have no clue,
3: but I <laughs> had no clue. It
2: is it's 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 the arrogance.
0: I mean, it liter- I hate use overusing the word literally, but the <laughs> arrogance jumps off the goddamn page. You don't know what you're looking at, Greg Bedard. You're sitting there with you know George Costanza sized uh, binoculars, looking at something you don't understand. It might as well be pig Latin. You don't know. And you never will.
2: I, never I think will. The, other, the other tweet that you, the other uh, uh, post that you shared, which was, I think, even more egregious than that one, was uh, him pretty much giving the okay that, hey, Belichick knows, actually might know what he's doing as a coach. Because oh, he says, the Patriots are strategically giving Cam Newton and Mac Jones the exact, in italicized uh, letters, exact same reps. I've never seen this before, but I gotta say, it's pretty smart. Oh man. <laughs> the the arrogance, it knows no bounds. It's it really just, doesn't it's out of it's out of control at this point. And Nick Cattles, shame on you. You are the company you keep. You're working with this guy who has the most arrogant personality ever. Well, then I mean, I know everybody's gotta eat, but it's too bad. Well, actually, he's probably not paying you anyway. But... <laughs> That's you beat me to it. <laughs> but but yeah, Nick, you, it's it's bad, it's bad, it's bad look for you, man. I'm sorry. It is.
0: By the way, my brother John vouched for Nick Cattles, and he's been taking laps since then. Uh, said, I want to vouch. I want to wrap absolutely never ever vouch. I want to wrap up this one or uh, this topic at least by uh, sporty the great sporty R McKenzie. Tweeted out on July 30th. And this is this is putting a bow on this pretty well. Uh, this is Sporty's tweet. Quote: If you ever feel stupid, just that just remember that over the course of about two hours, the senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe violated Patriots training camp policy number one and implied that Stefan Gilmore's Madden 22 rating was going to put added pressure on Bill Belichick. The Boston media in a nutshell, right there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right. I need to compose myself for a moment before we go on to the next topic. And I will just hit on this one briefly. We've been batting around this topic, kind of behind the scenes in our chat for several weeks. Now, at least I have, um, there's probably going to be some recent draftees or some, I heard of him's on the Patriots roster that might be cut or traded because I would argue that the roster is loaded. Um, we have already, there's already been some speculation about a Sony Michelle trade, uh, maybe the Rams being a fit after Cam Akers blew out his Achilles for the season. But there are going to be some names on the move, recent draftees, et cetera. Um, I don't think it's, I think it's indicative of how loaded the roster is, uh, Shaq, rather than, uh, you know, the, the uh, game show bust. Uh, shout out to our guy, Peebs, uh, the, the the Bill Cullen uh, bust, Jeff but I think the roster is good. I think they're going to be really good this year. And you can't keep them all, as a, a wise man once said.
2: Yeah, and this roster is loaded. And like I said in the beginning of the show, there's a lot, especially on, on offense, which I think a lot of people are, aren't are really paying attention to, that's going on. That I think they are they're going to be uh, a lot of cuts that are going to hurt people in the long run. But I think, you know, either in – the preseason or in later before the regular season starts, they'll get picked up again because right. the the schedule is longer so obviously there's going to be time for more pe- people to get picked up like just today uh, Kristen uh, Wilkerson I believe his name is uh, has impressed a lot of people and but I, I I'm still trying to think of where he fits on this roster because you know he seems like not on a bubble but he just seems like one of those guys that might get cut right. Just simply because there's so many people um, on the roster. As far as the running backs, I mean, Ramondre Stevenson just returned off of uh, P.P. They're loaded at running back, and absolutely. I'm so excited for him in particular. But he's he's another guy in another position where I not saying that something's going to happen to him, but just that that particular uh, that particular I'm I'm going to say core with a P. I'm tired of people saying core. It's not an apple core. Core is, <laughs> core is is corp is a group of people, but, uh, the running back corp is filled with a lot of guys who are talented. And I think that, you know, he, he's just unlucky enough to be in that stable. And I think that it's going to be interesting to see who gets cut and who gets, who gets, uh, the, the, uh, permission to be on the roster. Yeah. That that uh, That core
1: core thing, you know, that, uh, homonym. That's why I just say the running back room. And one of the guys in that <laughs> running back room, JJ Taylor, I, I yeah. think could be something special too. This is, we, th- this is a good problem to have Absolutely. that. Oh no, we can't mm-hmm. keep all the talented players and you can try and stash them on the taxi squad if they still call it a taxi squad, but we you, do here anyway. Oh, exactly. <laughs> Cause we're, you know,
0: we're old time football. I, I, I think you make a good point, Scarsy, about JJ Taylor yeah, in particular. It's, This is a tried-and-true formula the Patriots have used over the years. They stashed Deion Lewis for a year. James White did his apprenticeship. Uh, Shane Vereen did his apprenticeship. All those guys are Super Bowl champions. Uh, Damian Harris did his apprenticeship. And this goes back years over years. It's just just how they do things down there, caller. It's almost
1: like Bill knows what the hell he's doing.
0: Well, allegedly. Allegedly. I'm excited. I mean, listen, I guess we're, we are the official podcast of Patriots, Honks, Bobos, and uh, Elvis teamers, I guess. But, yeah, I think footy I, pajamas. Do, for, I do have my footy pajamas. It's a little warm here in the Northwest. The weather's been outstanding in the Northwest. I, have you heard the summers in the Pacific Northwest are pretty nice? That's neither here nor there. But <laughs> they're loaded on offense. I'm, I'm excited in particular about Nelson Aguilar. Um, the t- return to a two-tight end offense, You can both those guys can block. Maybe Dalton Keane's out. Devin Asiasi is out with COVID. But, you know, we can we can break down the roster. We're, we're all talking out our ass until – let's just wait till they get on the oh, field. Well, uh,
1: it's, uh, it's not Tuesday when we're recording this, but Tuesday is when uh, they start practicing in pads. And Coach Bill, that's when he says that practice really begins. And things should –
0: Good point. – thing after that. Amen. Amen. Uh, last topic on the regular topics, and this comes straight from one of the – One of the infamous 15. This comes from our buddy Snoopy. Um, And I thought this was something to hit on briefly. It's a good question, I think. Um, He talked about what's the effect of only having three preseason games. How how is that going to affect? Are they going to play the starters? Will the starters play at all? I mean, we're we're all just spitballing here. Um, I immediately thought of 2007. On this, Randy Moss didn't play in the preseason that year because I believe he had a hamstring injury, and the Jets had no idea what hit them week one that year. Um, same thing that happened to a lesser degree happened last year when the, you know there was no preseason games and the Patriots came out and rolled over the I believe they rolled over Miami to start last season one to zero. I mean, this is essentially an entirely new offense. We don't know, you know, who's going to be. The, we know who the starter is the first week of August. But I thought it was, it was interesting. What do you think, uh, Shaq? Do you think that they, the starters play much at all? I mean, they, it is an all-new offense.
2: I, I don't think the starters play much. If they do, I think it's sporadical, sporadically. I think it's, uh, you know, a little bit here and there. Maybe Maybe more, maybe not any in the first game, but maybe a little in the second game. But I think the third game will probably be what essentially – is the third game, and for preseason mostly is that's the dress rehearsal, quote right. unquote. But I think that that will be the. I don't think they're going to give away all their their you know blow blow all the, the kitchen sink out, out of the water in that game. But I think that we'll get a good hint of who who they're looking at to see who, who to start because I think that that will be close enough to the regular season where we'll know. But yeah. I, I still don't think that we'll get a full. we'll get the full Monty until the regular season begins.
1: Well, I see it. uh, I see it slightly different. I see game two being moved into the game three slot and game three being the, you know, vanilla offense kind of, uh, kind of, you know, last game before the actual, you know, games that count start. But again, we're dealing with uh, this. We're dealing with the fact that they're playing 17 regular season games and three preseason games. And we just uh, don't know exactly what they're going to do but it's going to be going to be interesting.
0: God, I can't wait. I can't wait for the games to start to actually have something to talk about other than bitching about uh, bullshit narratives and storylines being shoved down our throat by people who have no idea what the fuck they're looking at. Um, so Snoopy, thanks for the question here. We have uh, before we wrap up, we have a couple of listener emails. Uh, one's from along from veteran entitled town emailer Vinny Vinnie Jace. And this one's a, probably a little bit past its expiration date, but I'll hit it on Vinny. Thank you for sending the email. He wanted to think, ask us how, how we think Belichick handles holdouts when compared to other teams. And is there a difference to the approach he takes? Um, there is a difference to the approach he takes. In my opinion, he keeps things in house and he does not throw chum in the water by, by dancing with, by throwing out tidbits like Aaron Rodgers did to throw people under the bus. I think that's, uh, that's pretty apparent. Um, Second email comes from our buddy, uh, Jom on Twitter, uh, JPC 1967 one, and he loves the show and he kisses our ass quite frankly saying we bring great unique talent to the podcast, the lies, uh, he enjoys rapid fire and questions and answers, uh, likes the discussions. Um, he wants to know, and I'll, I'll throw this one to you quickly, Shaq, uh, what websites writers, podcasts, and social media accounts do you recommend? Do you have a couple you can throw out there? Let's it let's on a positive, positive note. We're going to be positive every day, as the Rictator
3: oh, says.
2: Wow. Well, um, <laughs> this is off the cuff, so uh, I'm going to have to look up uh, some accounts. But uh, who, I've been following uh, an account that I think is pretty cool just to, just to compare the times that were then and the times now. And and Scarcey knows what I'm talking about because he's nodding his head. Yep. Uh, Patriot's Time Machine. Uh, I have that on uh, notifications actually because i'm really <laughs> that interested to see what you know who was on the roster then and where how did they uh compete because i remember that season because i i remember that entire season but i don't remember all the ins and outs and all the uh things that happened especially around this time the training camp training right. camp time so it's really interesting to go through so i would if 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 you're interested in looking at that I would go to at Pats Time Machine all one word and go look at the pictures and all the cool uh articles they have cuz they have articles from the website um the Patriots were actually the first NFL team with a website so I think that's pretty cool to see uh the contrast between 2001 and 2021
0: That's very true and I will second that it's 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 really hard to believe that 20 years have passed since uh the first the season they won their first super bowl i can still smell the grills um in the old foxborough terminals where we used to park before the games and then slaunch over the, the the water there in the railroad tracks to go to that old shithole that i absolutely loved up on top of the hill next to the racetrack scartzy uh, anyone you want to recommend
1: oh sure there's there's a few i know we're supposed to you know hate everyone but you know, of course you know mike rice always uh always in there i also follow uh chris mason over at uh over at masslive.com the uh, springfield newspaper and he's actually you know going back to vinnie's question he had a nice article about how you know how belichick handled five holdouts during the uh, history yes. of the patriots so you know you look that up or we could uh do something clever like you know link to that in uh in the notes or some such thing yeah and uh Speaking of Mass Live, Nick Underhill worked for them covering the Patriots, and he has since moved over to the Saints. And it's mm-hmm. just nice to get a uh, NFC uh, look at uh, look at things across the league. And uh, Steph Stradley, who's a uh, lawyer and a uh, sports uh, writer in Houston,
0: right? Thinking on right, flinking on. on Deflategate and, and et cetera. Exactly. She, and, she's great.
1: Mm-hmm. And. Uh, the, uh, the NFL writers for the athletic, you know, the Patriots writer for the athletic. I've got, uh, I've got no, uh, I've got no beef with.
0: Yeah. I will say, I will say that by and large, the, uh, the athletics coverage, that includes a uh, former entitled town guest, Jeff, Howe, how among others, they play it straight. There's not a lot of uh, self-promotion, the bullshit uh, Nick cattle style right there, John. Um, I will give, I'll give a shout out to my favorite outlet, for uh, just to follow Meteor and all things Patriots, and that is uh, the Sports Junk Drawer in the15net.com. Uh, he is at Pat Scartell. He is the lead editor, lead writer of the15net.com. Uh, Shaq is Dog 5150 on Twitter. Uh, you can also find Cam Newton's passes at Nikhil's Harry Feet on Twitter. Uh, any final thoughts, Scartelli, um, before we wrap it up?
1: As a uh, once and future member of uh, Team Stiddy, I'd like to wish uh, Jared Stiddy a uh, quick recovery, um, and uh, uh, you know, a bright future in wherever he winds up.
0: Instagram—he's Instagram model material. He's, hes always selling those sweet watches, as you referenced in your most recent column. He's—he's uh, uh, he's watch adjacent and uh, Instagram adjacent. Shaq, uh, final thoughts before we wrap it up.
2: I'd like to give no shout outs to certain Kings who are spiky, you know, especially <laughs> ones who wear, especially ones who wear cargo shorts and the proposed to their uh, fiance's on the Gillette stadium. He's field. a
0: romantic shack. Stop being so cynical. <laughs> it's okay. August. No clue.
2: It's right. It, it she is has August. no clue. Right. It is August. So, you know, Dante Hightower, um, your, your retirement is, is very much a, a thing. And I, we will miss you and uh it's good it's good to see that you're still milking this so i appreciate it uh dante um, thanks for thank the memories
0: for dante boom christ de- christ <laughs> gone. <they're> de- <laughs> gone boom tower is gone tower all right gentlemen thank you once again uh again entitled town at gmail.com if you want to drop us a line the twitter account is at entitled town uh thank you for downloading thank you for listening uh subscribe rate review actually don't download- We don't really care. We're not getting compensated for this. But uh, in closing, turn off your radio. And we're going to stay
1: positive all the way through. And if you think I'm going to succumb to negativity, you're wrong. you got the wrong guy leading this basketball team.